It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here comes a lightning bolt. This is the Lightning Round Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go! Welcome everybody to the Lightning Round Podcast. We're here to preview the upcoming matchup against the division rivals, the Denver Broncos in Denver this Sunday. Uh, before we do... Just want to uh, give a couple, a quick little shout out, and this is a this is a real special one because Jamie and I uh, decided that we wanted to help some people out during the holiday season, and so we decided we wanted to send some lucky people a uh, hundred dollars each, and uh, we've already picked those. So uh, make sure to check your DMs and those those eight of you that got it, uh, congratulations, and I hope it helps uh, this season. But the reason. It's got up to uh, eight different individual winners is because we had some really, really, really sweet and generous people. Uh, it was Richard Mata, Justin, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Croffle, maybe? And Michael Flores. Croffle. Yeah. So either way, Justin, Richard, and Michael were so generous enough to donate to help somebody else out. So um, this is an extra, extra special shout out to you guys for uh, making this happen and to helping somebody this holiday season. Yeah, thank you guys for pitching in. You definitely didn't have to do that, but I know the winners will appreciate it, and so do we. So thank you guys very much. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got the best – I don't want to call them fans, friends. We got the best friends in the world who will help donate and uh, help somebody else out. So thank you so much, guys, that did that, and uh, congratulations to the winners. 
uh, we really appreciate you. And it was really great to just uh, get in the DMs and talk to everybody about their, what they're doing this holiday season. So it's good to, even if you didn't win, it was nice to talk to everybody and find out what you're doing. It was a lot of great stories and uh, a lot of uh, fun people saying a lot of nice things about us, which they didn't have to do, which that was uh, very kind too. So uh, Jamie, let's go ahead and start to break this down. And uh, the the first thing that uh, we got to mention is that uh, Garrett Bowles, the Broncos left tackle, has been placed on the COVID list, so he may not be there uh, this Sunday. Bradley Chubb could be there as soon as this Sunday, uh, just activated off IR. So uh, Chargers could see a new pass rusher for the Broncos. But uh, let's go ahead and start on the other side. Let's talk about the Broncos offense uh, going against this Chargers defense. Yeah, so with the Broncos offense, you you want to start with the offensive line. You mentioned Garrett Bowles, right tackle. Bobby Massey missed last, last week's game with an ankle injury. Yep. He may also be unavailable this week. Um, right tackle Graham Glasgow is out for the season with an injury. Um, they could be playing as many as three or four backups on the offensive line going into this game, uh, which would be a huge advantage for the Chargers. Um, and from a, in terms of a scheme standpoint, what they like to do on this offense, I mean, there's nothing – super tricky or fancy about this offense. Uh, they want to run the ball. Yep. The Broncos want to run the ball downhill with Melvin Gordon. Uh, they have two backs, both with over 500 yards rushing so far this season in Melvin Gordon and uh, Deontay, Deontay Williams. Williams. And basically they're running downhill with Gordon. When Williams is in the game, they're either going to throw him a screen pass or the odds are they're going to run off tackle, try to get him out on the edge of the defense and use his speed to get a big play in the running game. Nothing fancy about it. They run the ball a lot. Even with their backup offensive lineman in the game, they run the ball very effectively. Um, they open up big holes, and their backs are playing extremely well right now. So um, that's going to be a major challenge for the Chargers' defense. They're going to have to really keep their defensive line rotation fresh. Um, they're going to have to get the effort and production they got out of Gaziano and Fehoko and Merrill uh, last week against the Steelers are going to have to get that same effort and that same production out of those guys this week and hope that Linval Joseph is back off the COVID list this week because he mm -hmm. was added to the COVID list on Monday. So yeah, that's the big thing. You have to stop yeah. the, the running game on first and second down. If you're not doing that, you're going to have a hard time winning this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to definitely put the ball in Teddy Bridgewater's hands. And um, I was, I was a little bit surprised about how good this Broncos running game was. Uh, it hasn't been all bad with Melvin Williams or Melvin Gordon and Javante <laughs> Williams, uh, a combination of Melvin and Javante. Uh, you know, part of the issue uh, and why they're not running it so much is because they've fallen behind in games and they've been forced to throw. But the other issue to me while watching a couple games is that it seems like they panic a little bit, and when they things aren't working on the ground, they want to sling the rock, even though they don't have a quarterback to do so. They they aren't as dependent on the run game as they should. I mean, in their last loss, the Broncos averaged 5.3 yards on the ground against the Eagles, and that was early before they got blown out. And then they just decided they wanted to throw the ball, and then they fell behind and ended up losing that game. You know, During the season, when they've ran the ball over 20 times, the Broncos have only lost once. When they've pounded the rock over 25-plus times, they're 4-0. So uh, they are a team that should run the rock more, but for whatever reason, uh, they don't They don't really do as much as they should. And also to know, Melvin Gordon, as we're talking about uh, running backs on the ground, has scored in three straight games. So the defense, the uh, Denver offensive line can help move the rock. They're good in the run game. Uh, for me, don't obviously do it enough as they should. That was part of their success early on in the season. So for the Chargers, like last Sunday night, 
They got to sell to stop the run. You talked about stopping them early on and first and second down. At least contain these Broncos running backs and let Teddy uh, let Teddy Bridgewater throw the ball because that's that's how you're going to beat these Broncos. And uh, as we're talking about these running backs, another key here is to wrap up and tackle Javante Williams. That kid is a animal and a He's tough slippery. guy to bring down. God, I, uh, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, they're in a timeshare in the backfield, but. Williams is the more effective back, even though Gordon has scored in the last three games. He is a broken tackle machine. He leads the league in broken tackles among running backs uh, right before the Broncos hit their bye. So he's shifty. He's a real tough tackle. They have got to do a good job of uh, bringing a guy like Williams down and even gang tackle like they did with uh, Najee Harris. So they got to do the same on Sunday. Yeah. And I think, you know, watching them on film, everybody on that, not just the offensive linemen, but the tight ends and the wide receivers, they all block extremely well in the running game too. Uh -huh, uh -huh. They've got some big receivers who are not afraid to be physical in the running game. All three of their tight ends who are on the field the majority of the time, they all block really well. Uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but I felt like I noticed a little bit of pattern based on which tight ends are on the field, what they're doing. Uh, if Eric Salbert is on the field, he's their tight end three, they're probably running, and the odds are they're probably running behind him. A mm -hmm. um, little bit more likely to throw with um, with Noah, uh, Fant. Noah Fant and mm -hmm. uh, Albert oh, I, on, <laughs> on, <that laughs> on the field together. But if Salbert's I was curious field, if you're going to say his name, <laughs> I almost went with Albert O, but I think yeah, I got his yeah. name right. <laughs> Everybody else calls him Albert O. Albert O, yeah. yeah. Um, but if Fant and uh, Albert are on the field together. They're a little bit more likely to throw to them. Fant is, I think, their third leading receiver for the Broncos. Mm. Uh, um doesn't catch that many passes, but they will throw him some screens and try to give him the ball in space at times. Uh, and Salbert's really just a blocking tight end. So when he's Albert on the field. Albert housed one two weeks ago. What's that? Albert took one to the house two weeks ago. I must have missed that one. Was that against? Was that two, I thought that was two weeks ago. I think that was against the Eagles. He had like a big touchdown run. Anyway, I'll look it up, but he, okay. Yeah. Not usually, but man, there was one time where he got open in the open field. And yeah. He's pretty good out. in the open field. He can run a little bit. Yeah. Um, in terms of their passing game, you know, they really want to keep the ball. They want, they want to keep the throws in front of Teddy Bridgewater, mostly between the numbers. They will throw outside the numbers, um, but they want to, they're in that five to 12 yard range more often than not. They're not stretching the field a whole lot. They can, uh, they will take deep shots in plus territory. If they get certain looks in cover three, they will throw the ball deep to uh, Cortland Sutton on the wide side of the field and challenge the safety to get over and cover it. Um, but most of what they're doing, they're throwing the ball in the middle of the field. They're running their crossing patterns. They're running their ins or digs, things like that, trying to challenge zone defenses. I thought Bridgewater was more effective against cover three watching the film than he was against cover two. Struggles a little bit against man. He's another quarterback that if you can get pressure up the middle and make him hold the ball, pull the ball down, survey the field, uh, you're likely to either get a mistake or just get a sack. Uh, on several instances with pressure up the middle, he just kind of turtled and let the sack happen. Didn't even try to avoid it. So uh, you definitely want to take away the middle of the field against this team. You want to force them to throw the ball deep to the perimeters. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of cover two from the Chargers. You might see a, a little bit more man. The Broncos like to run a lot of the clear outs that they saw against the Steelers last week to get guys open underneath with room to run. So, uh, you know, you might see some cover two with some man mixed in, trying to cut off some of those underneath routes and avoid getting sucked in by the clear out routes. Uh, Got to take those short throws away. If you let Bridgewater 
you know, take the snap, take his two-step drop in the shotgun, hit his back foot, and get the ball out to a short a short pass route. Um, he's going to get into a rhythm and he's going to pick you apart. But if you can force him to go through three, four, five progressions, pull the ball down, second guess himself, get some pressure in his face. He also struggles with pressure from the right. You've got a chance to maybe force a couple interceptions um, and, you know, get, get a positive outcome because he, he does not really want, he can throw the ball down the field. He's not super effective at it, uh, but he's really looking to throw those balls short and let his receivers run and make plays with the ball in space. Oh yeah, definitely. And I was wrong about that. Alberto, it wasn't last week against the Eagles or two weeks ago, but yeah, I mean, they've got some pretty good young, quick whiteouts in uh, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, uh, they've each flashed and they just signed Sutton and Patrick to contracts, but they don't really yet have that wide receiver one on this roster. And like you mentioned, Teddy Bridgewater is more one of the more risk adverse quarterbacks in the league. He's going to try to dink and dunk you to death and he will always take those underneath routes rather than throw it into a tight window. When the Broncos have done their damage this season is when they've got their receivers in space and all three of those wide receivers can run. So limiting those yards after catch is going to be key too. Uh, Teddy's going to try to dump it off, hope his receivers can make something happen. So they got to take away everything underneath and kind of dare him to throw it a little bit because he's not going to want to, but if you can, you can bait him into some throws since, you know, all three receivers are downfield threats. It's got to be Derwin and Nas. They're going to have to protect those deep, deep halves, but try to take away everything you can underneath. Cause again, Bridgewater won't make those deep throws unless his receivers got a step or two on him, or it's a look that he absolutely loves. It's got to be so good for him to make that to make the want to make that throw so you know the chargers gonna have to bra uh, bracket over the top on sunday but just look for everything underneath because everything's going to be happening right in front of you yeah they like to sneak their tight ends out they'll they'll have stand to block or at least sell the block and then they'll sneak them out underneath the clear out routes uh screen passes to the running backs tight end screens a lot of drags uh they run a lot of uh crossers deep and intermediate crossers uh against cover three in particular um, that's where you'll see Bridgewater push the ball down the field more often than not is against cover three. Yeah. Uh, with those two safeties in the middle of the field, he's much less likely to push the ball down the field. He's going to dump it off or throw the ball away more often than not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and then, you know, uh, on the defensive line, if Garrett Bowles is out and, and maybe Bobby Massey, we don't know yet, but I mean, this is a, this is a game where Nwosu Bosa can hopefully eat and uh, create some pressure on Teddy Bridgewater, which is going to be important. But Bridgewater will tuck it and run if because again he's not going to make any throw that he doesn't want to. He he will he will tuck it and run. So this is another game where guys going to have to contain, uh, make sure they keep him in the pocket, keep containment on Teddy Bridgewater, keep him inside, and uh, try to make him force some throws with some pressure. Yeah, one thing I would look for too is they like to motion Jerry Judy across the formation. Um, a lot of times they'll motion him across the formation and then bring him back across the formation to have him loop around the quarterback and they'll run like a little flat swing route out to him just to get him uh -huh. the ball in space. I would look for them to add on to that and start turning that into a wheel route at some point because he hasn't run that, taken that play upfield at all. Usually he's catching that, that pass behind the line of scrimmage. It's like an easy extension of the running game to put the ball out to him in the flat and let him create. They haven't really figured out how to use him in the vertical passing game yet. They're, he's kind, they're kind of using Judy as a, as a gimmick receiver and they're using Patrick and Cortland more as the downfield guys. Mm -hmm. But I would not be at all surprised to see a couple of wheel routes. You'll see, um, like I said, Judy will start on one side of the line, they'll motion him across, and then he'll loop 
He'll come across underneath the quarterback, loop back around the quarterback, go in the direction he came, catch the ball in the flat. I would not be at all surprised to see a couple wheel rounds to try to challenge the Chargers linebackers. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to do that uh, whole Tyreek Hill role with Jerry Judy, where they're just trying to get him in space, run him around, kind of a decoy. Uh, They got him going all over the place. Um, And then uh, one other thing uh, while watching these Broncos is, I mean, these guys have some ball security issues. We all know about Melvin Gordon, but so do these Broncos receivers. Uh, There was a a fumble recovery for a touchdown last two weeks ago against the Eagles. Um, You know, it's going to be kind of like what they did with KC. They were focused on trying to – pop that ball out late. I think this is one of those games where they can get a, a, a turnover or two if they really go for that ball when they're kind of in piles. And obviously you got to make a tackle, unlike Tavon uh, Campbell last week who just tried to swipe at the ball uh, but on uh, Johnson. But uh, this week uh, you can go for the ball, and I think uh, there's there's some opportunities to turn a couple over. Yeah, for sure. And I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple turnovers from Derwin this week. I feel like you can bait Teddy into those, those cover three throws. Um, to the sidelines and he tends to aim balls when he's throwing the ball deep. I would not be at all surprised to see a couple turnovers from Durham this week. I just have a feeling. Yeah. Okay. Good call. All right. Let's move on to the other side of the ball. Uh, it's Chargers offense going against this Broncos defense. Yeah. Um, the Broncos defense is very aggressive. Um, they, they really succeed because of their defensive line play and their, their safeties in particular. Patrick Sertan is also playing very well. Um, with Von Miller gone and Bradley Chubb injured, they haven't had a whole lot of pass rush. Uh, their edge players are playing well, but they're not terribly productive in terms of sacks. They're not getting to the quarterback consistently. They are, they are super aggressive. They try to fly to the ball. Um, I think this is going to be a good game to, un- to unveil more of the RPO game with Herbert and try to get him out on the edge of the defense, really suck those edge players in trying to stop Roundtree and Eckler and pull the ball back and get get uh, Herbert running on the RPO. Um, the middle linebackers are not playing particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, most of their corners are not playing particularly well. I think there are a lot of favorable matchups in the middle of the field with uh, Kenny Young and Baron Browning, neither of whom seem to be particularly good in coverage. Um, it's, I mean, honestly, I, I said it before we started recording, I felt like I was watching the Pittsburgh Steelers in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. They run... They try to beat you in the same ways. They have the same personnel limitations. Uh, they really lack in the middle of that defense. I think you can you can spread them out, get Kenny Young and Browning isolated on Keenan, get them isolated on um, Eckler on the tight ends, and get some big plays out of that. They struggle to cover, run, and tackle in the open space to their linebackers. Um, and I think there are going to be some opportunities to make some plays in the deep and intermediate passing game against Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby in particular. Uh, both those guys are giving up almost 14 yards per reception. Uh, they're both, uh, both have uh, pretty high pa- opposing passer ratings allowed against them. Um, Fuller in particular, allowing a passer rating of almost 100, 106 uh, to opposing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Lots of opportunities to complete passes on those two guys. Um, the one thing I they try to watch trade him at the deadline. They try to trade Fuller at the deadline. That's how bad he's been. Yeah, he's been awful. Yeah. Um, one thing that you do need to watch out for with Fuller is when he's in the slot and he's tight to the line of scrimmage. In a lot of cases, they'll send him as an extra blitzer. They will sell man coverage, have him follow a motion man across the field, and then once they get to the field, he'll loop around and blitz off the edge, uh, particularly on first and second down. So you've got to watch out for him as an extra blitzer. 
But in terms of coverage, Darby and Fuller are not playing very well. Um, I think there could be some opportunities against Sertan, but he's a guy who has played pretty well, and you don't want to challenge him too often because he's got the ball skills. He could hurt you. So mm -hmm. um, I think you can have success against those two. I think you can have success against Kareem Jackson. If they, the Broncos play a lot of cover two and a lot of cover three on the back end. And if you get that cover three look with Kareem Jackson, back there is a single high, and uh, Justin Simmons down low, you want to try to attack Kareem Jackson and make him cover the, the, the full width of the field. Not so much with, with Justin Simmons. He's no. He's got four picks this year. He's playing extremely well, probably on his way to another Pro Bowl. Not somebody you want to throw to and tight throw against in tight windows. But certainly Fuller, Darby, and, um, and Jackson are guys you can challenge um, on a consistent basis and probably have a lot of success. Yeah, I mean, Justin Simmons is one of the best, becoming one of the best safeties in this league. Yeah, four picks on the year. I think he's top five in that category. Uh, I I thought, or watching the earlier games, Darby, uh, definitely Sertain, and Kareem Jackson had a strong start to the season, but have completely leveled off. And uh, like you mentioned, I mean, Kyle Fuller has been uh, one of their weakest corners uh, on the team. They try to trade him at the deadline. Uh, you know, I just think like, uh, it feels like they don't have the edge players to create that rush, but they'll try to bring people off the edge like Fuller. But the the middle of the field is where it's going to be open all day. It was just like the Steelers. You can get a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups. I'm looking for a big bounce-back game from Jared Cook, getting Donald Parham involved. I just think like there's not going to be enough bodies to cover these Chargers wide receivers on Sunday. Uh, Patrick Sertan, very talented, uh, very good. Uh, probably between Simmons and Sertain, it's your like only two that you have to really worry about. Everybody else you can challenge at any point, especially if you get fuller one on one with somebody in the slot like Keenan or Mike Williams. So, and because he's a smaller little nickel corner, it would be a nice matchup to get Mike Williams there uh, matched up one on one with him if he can. So, I mean, I I just think like you mentioned, it's it's a lot like the Steelers game plan. That middle of the field is going to be open, and uh, you know they got a little bit more talented secondary than Pittsburgh does. The Broncos do. So you know when you got Simmons matched up, you gotta you gotta be careful because he's a ball hawk. He is so good, and uh, Sertain's been pretty good too. Not that you can't challenge him, but. There are a lot of holes on this defense, and it's especially bad in the middle of the field. So anything in the middle of the field is going to be open all day. Yeah, I think you're going to see another game plan like we saw against the Steelers. You know, getting getting the ball to Eckler in the flats and in the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of those 15 to 25 yard intermediate passes in the middle of the field, up the seams, and mm -hmm. between the numbers. Um, and then you got to kind of pick your shots with the deep ball. There are opportunities to make plays deep against this defense you just got to hit them when you get them uh, teams have been missing them more often than not so yeah. when you see the, the right look you got to take that shot and you got to hit it but mm -hmm. they're going to give you those 15 to 25 yard completions in the middle of the field just take them um we might see some more yak from the chargers receivers this week too if they're finding those openings in the middle of the field and mm -hmm. and you're matched up with linebackers and and kareem jackson for sure and so uh for the the run defense uh, seems to be struggling at the at the moment. They had both Jordan Howard and Boston Scott two weeks ago run for over 80 yards. It seems like they are really hurting on the edges without having Von Miller now obviously being traded away, Bradley Chubb being injured. They're really, really susceptible on the edges. Uh, the middle defense is okay, but they're hurting. And also uh, Jalen Hurts got 55 yards on the ground too, and they gave up 200 total that game. This is another game where Justin Herbert can get out and run. I know feeding uh, Austin Eckler will help, but 
Justin Herbert, got to use his legs to extend drives again. This is going to be another one of those games, just like Pittsburgh. They're, they don't have the pass rush, and they've got that weak se uh, second-level defenders and the linebackers. As soon as they turn their back, he can just tuck it and run. That's what Jalen Hurts did. Obviously, Herbert, not the uh, same athlete, but definitely uh, a game where he can get some extra yards with his legs on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I'm actually surprised at how much success teams have had running against the Broncos because if you look, I mean – PFF being what it is, if you look at the PFF grades, all of their interior linemen are, are graded over 70. So they're all mm -hmm. having solid seasons. They're all producing. But teams have had a lot of success running between the tackles and up the middle against the Broncos. Um, I think one guy that you want to run at is Draymond Jones. He's mm -hmm. been playing really well this year, but he's a little light. I think he's around 280, and he's playing inside more often than not. So I think you can run downhill at Jones. Um, even Harris and Purcell at times, you, teams have had a lot of success moving them off the ball and running at them. So I think there will be opportunities to run the ball, but I agree. I think they have to get um, Herbert involved. And I think some of that, the improv running plays, you know, pulling yeah. the ball down against man coverage and, and picking up those five, 10, 15 yards just to move the chains. I think that's going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else defensively before we move on to special teams? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go on to special teams then. And uh, I, there's not a lot to talk about, but uh, Deontay Spencer, uh, nothing really special there. Um, what I did notice is they, he can get baited into making some returns and not always getting it back to the 25. Uh, seems like teams are starting to do that with him a little bit and, uh, just something to keep an eye on. Uh, Brian McManus got his kick blocked, uh, two weeks ago. He's 18 for 21 on field goals this season. He's missed an extra point. So, uh, it hasn't had a great year and, uh, seems special teams is a little leaky. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any huge returns against them, um, but they're not getting any big returns right. either, like you mentioned. Right. So I don't know if the, this will be a big day for um, for Andre Roberts or not, but you know, maybe a chance to pick up some ground on special teams if the Chargers are making their kicks and McManus misses a couple. Yeah, yeah, love to see Hopkins uh, bait him, bait uh, Spencer into a couple returns on Sunday too. So let's talk about the result, Jamie. Who you got winning? I think the Chargers win this one. I just I don't think the Broncos are very good. Uh, I know they beat the Cowboys. I think that was more of an aberration. And if you look at who they beat, you know they beat Zach Wilson. They beat um, they beat Trevor Lawrence. Um, most of the they they played a tight game against Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Uh, most of the quarterbacks they beat have either been just bad or compromised. And when they played you know, higher level quarterbacks. They lost to big Ben. They lost to, um, to Derek Carr. Um, they did get Dak, but they, but he was compromised, I think, but I think, uh, this will be a big game for Herbert. I don't think that the Broncos are going to be able to score with the chargers. I think the chargers might, might score another 30 plus points on this defense. And I have the chargers winning. I'll go 34, 20. All right. Yep. I got the same, not the same score, but I got the Chargers winning on the road. I just think Chargers have got a little momentum going, and I think um, they're starting to figure a couple things out. And I just don't think the Broncos are talented enough to keep up with the Chargers. It's going to be a tough one because it's going to be on the road. So I think it's going to be close. I'll give it to the Chargers 30-27, so a one-score game again. Uh, but I think the Chargers end up pulling this one out, and they need it. I mean, all these division wins count. Uh, they're really, really, really important. So. It I was just going to say it'd be huge to start the season 3-0 in division. Oh, yeah. Huge. Huge. All right. Okay, we're good. 
thanks everybody enjoy your thanksgiving uh everybody have fun and we will see you next time thanks everybody 